0: Christchurch, New Malden, 14th November 2021, 9.30 service. Stephen Kurtz speaking for Katie Lofman on Some Fresh Thoughts on Remembrance. Right, well, as Tim said, these are Katie Lofman's words. This is Katie's sermon, she wrote it, and, uh, but she's got COVID, as does David, and uh, just before uh, I uh, start Katie's talk, just going to say a brief prayer for David and Katie for their recovery. Father God, we thank you for Katie and David Lothman for their service to this church, not just now as church warden and reader, but over many, many years. Uh, would you be close to them? Katie in Anglesey and uh, David in New Morden, would you help them uh, to fully recover and swiftly from COVID? Thank you for them and we pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, what is Remembrance Sunday? What are we remembering and why? Traditionally, of course, we are remembering the members of the armed forces who have been killed in the line of duty in wars from 1914 to the present day. The money that we give for poppies funds the British Legion in its support of the wounded, the veterans and, crucially, their families. This is important because we don't, or we shouldn't, enter into war lightly. Our country, certainly today, tries to only put its servicemen in harm's way for something really important. There might be debates about that, but that, I think, is the principle that we're signed up to. In its best cases, and uh, war is always terrible, There's an aim of often liberating persecuted people from oppression, whether it's from the Nazis in the Second World War, from the Taliban, or to prevent hostilities in a country like Bosnia or the Ukraine from escalating and boiling over and becoming much worse. But war, even a just war, has consequences. And this country owes it to those whom we've sent to care for them when they come home. Hence the importance of the poppy. It's not about glorifying war, it certainly shouldn't be, or even about creating heroes. It's about caring for survivors. Because it does take a certain type of person to put themselves forward to defend their country, and it demands a huge amount of dedication and commitment from them. I imagine most of us wouldn't want to do that job ourselves, and yet, as a country, we want to be able to defend ourselves. And that's why we owe those in our armed forces gratitude and that's why we take this opportunity once a year to thank them and to remember what they do. And remembrance itself really matters. It's important for a society to remember aspects of its past. It matters on a societal level and it also matters on a personal level and the Jews know that. The Old and New Testaments have loads of passages reciting Israel's history, their injustices and God's rescue. A key element, for instance, in the Black Lives Matter campaign is the remembrance of black people who've died unjustly because of their colour. So say their name was one of the chants that was given at the demonstrations last year. And after the fire in Grenfell Tower, one of the things that struck Katie when she was listening on the radio was the newsreader reading a list of the names of the 72 people who died in the fire, each individual being publicly remembered. Remembering people and saying their names is important. It brings home to us that they're real personalities with their own stories and their own loved ones. It gives us a sense of the large number of people who've died. It's a way of society saying to those people, you haven't died in vain, things will change. And that's the crucial thing, isn't it? To bring change. That's certainly what all of these campaigns and demonstrations call for. We say the names of the people involved as a way of telling them and telling ourselves that we won't let them die in vain. We will bring change. Mahatma Gandhi was someone who challenged us challenged us to change the world, starting with ourselves, and work towards the change that we want to see for the world. Let me just turn the headset one down, Marilyn, sorry, because it's picking up Tim at the moment. So. Remembrance is an important part of bringing change. It reminds us why change is needed. It brings home to us the enormity of the suffering and the injustice that we want to address thousands of names whether they're read out over the news or written on a cardboard sign in a demonstration or engraved on war memorials like our one in the high street they give us an idea of the scale of the problem and can galvanize us into action in response and there at the back of the church used to be here but there at the back of the church is our war memorial of those who died in the first and second world wars and it's good to look the names of the people on it and remember them coming back to war which is the main topic of remembrance sunday how about the victims of war there are people all over the world whose names we never hear living in war zones surrounded by danger and scarred and broken by its effects war is a terrible thing and it brings out very often the very worst in people but in some people it also brings out the best. There are many heroes in warfare. People who have made sacrifices to rescue the victims of war. People who've gone out of their way to bring healing and peace to people's lives and to tell those people's stories. So when Katie says this, she's thinking of people like this. Here's Dr. David Knott. He is a gifted surgeon who traveled to Syria in the midst of all the warfare going on there to perform life-saving operations on people wounded by bombs and gunshot. His skill and his bravery saved many lives. And he's written about it in his book, War Doctor. But then there's this person, Christina Lam. She is a photographer who's travelled to a number of war zones talking to women about their experience, terribly, of rape being used as a weapon of war. Her book, is a harrowing read, but it's only by remembering these women and hearing their stories that anything will be done to help them. One of the charities that David and her husband Katie support at home is Médecins Sans Frontiers. It's an organisation that sends doctors into deprived areas, including war zones, to bring much needed medical treatment to places that can't get treatment any other way. It's so important we remember the victims of war. They don't have the wings of a dove to fly away to safety. They rely on the heroes known and unknown who come alongside them and bring a healing touch and a moment of peace to their war-torn lives. So many people die because they can't get help. Let's not let them die for nothing. Let's remember to support and pray for the people who are risking their own lives to save the ones they can. Let's have a look at that Old Testament reading again. Psalm 55, verses four and five, the words Ruth read to us. My heart, it says, is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. The Psalmist here sounds pretty stressed. Here and in the rest of the Psalm, he's lamenting what's happened around him. And he's pouring out to God how terrible he feels about it. This is grief and it's so overwhelming that he wants to fly away from it on the wings of a dove. And this is another important aspect of remembrance that Katie wants to draw our attention to. Remembering in order to grieve. We all know the advice only too well, don't bottle things up, let them out, feel them, express your feelings. Sometimes we can refuse to think about the sad things of the past or even the present because we don't want to be reminded of the pain or maybe we don't know how to put it into words. Perhaps we're afraid that once we start there'll be no end to the flood of grief. And for some people that can go on for years. But it's not only counsellors and psychologists who tell us that bottling it up is not the answer. The Bible has loads of examples of people pouring out to God their lot. They rant and they rave about the injustice of it all, they lament and they cry out to God for help. And some of them even blame God for abandoning them and letting it happen. But when we truly remember, it can be really healing. If we sit down with God or with another person and we pour out the whole thing, we describe how awful it was and how we feel about having to go through it, Maybe it's even changed the way we see ourselves and we don't like that. When we truly acknowledge all these things, we can get a perspective that, yes, what we went through was awful and it wasn't fair and it's really sad. And that acknowledgement somehow, in some strange way, can be healing, especially if it comes from another person. It means a lot to hear someone else say, yes, what you went through was really awful. If someone else, perhaps a counsellor, maybe a friend, could empathise, we feel their compassion, and it helps us not to feel abandoned. We feel understood. And if we can do that with God himself, perhaps with the help of one of those psalms, we can feel God's compassion, because he knows that we su- he suffers alongside us. It doesn't take away the hurt and the damage, but just expressing it, in words and tears can take away some of its sting and enable us to move on. Remembering in order to grieve can bring tremendous healing. This is true on a personal level, but it's also true on a national level. It's what ceremonies up and down the country are doing today. But it's also what we often have vigils and memorial services for after a tragic event whether it's the bombing in Manchester at the Ariana Grande concert, or the Tiananmen Square massacre, a good deal ago now, or the recent murder of the MP Sir David Amos. Society needs to remember the loss and the futility, and to acknowledge our collective helplessness in the face of it, and to bring all of that to God. It's a chance to express what we feel to God and to each other. And if we're ready, it brings us the space to receive his healing, compassion, and peace. Remembering together and acknowledging our sadness can be a really powerful thing. And that's what happens in Psalm 137. The Israelites weren't in their country, they were in exile in Babylon. They sat down by those foreign rivers and they wept for their homeland and for everything they'd lost. They raged against their attackers who defeated them. The psalm recalls that time of sorrow and expresses not only their grief, but also their anger. And it is fine to pour out our anger to God. God can take it, He's big enough to take it because He shares it. God Himself is angry at evil and injustice as well. Remembrance is important for our mental health as individuals, and it's also important for a healthy society. And remembering past awfulness is also a chance to celebrate our survival. We are still here. The worst is over. Praise God that he brought us through it, and hopefully things can go on to become better. It's a chance to celebrate life. Remembering in order to celebrate life is important. There's a lot of remembering in the Bible, and one of the big themes all the way through is how God remembers us. He's faithful. He never forgets us. How much he loves us, how he provides for us, how he rescues us. He never forgets his promises to us or his covenant with his people. And his faithfulness to us is greater than our faithfulness to him. Katie says that she knows there were several times in the past when sometimes she forgot about God, maybe for several weeks. But when she looks back, She can see that although she wasn't thinking about him, he was still thinking about her. Guiding her, providing for her, waiting for her to turn back to him. His faithfulness is always greater than ours. And it really matters, this faithfulness. We rely on God for everything. If God withdrew his love from us, we would literally be in hell When Jesus was on the cross, he was sharing the very worst of human suffering, alongside two others who were being crucified with him. Some couldn't understand that, but one of those people next to him defended Jesus from the other's mocking. And then he turned to him and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And we're told that Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you today, You will be with me in paradise. What can be more comforting than that? Jesus right alongside that man in his suffering, going through not only the same death, but worse torment. And he gives him the promise that he will be with him in paradise that same day. The suggestion of the wings of a dove to help him through it. And we can be sure that because of God's faithfulness, that's exactly what happened that that man was indeed with Jesus later that day in paradise. So we can take comfort from that ourselves. Whatever we're going through, Jesus is with us through it. He holds us in the palm of his hand and he never forgets us. And when he comes in his kingdom, he will still remember us and make us part of that. So let's not be scared, Casey says, to remember the bad times. Yes, they may make us really sad, but we can use that sadness or anger or whatever it evokes to allow ourselves to heal, to work for change, or perhaps even to celebrate our survival and to help to heal society. In that way, through this remembering, we rise on the wings of a dove, Katie says, above our suffering. Because remembering helps us to rise above the pain for the sake of something better and to find peace. But all the time we know that Jesus knows all about it and what we've been through, and he remembers that. And God, in his faithfulness, never, ever forgets us. Amen.